0: Hello and welcome back to the Journey Promises podcast. I am Amber Lithgow and I am your host and I'm so excited to be joined by my good friend AC. Hello. Hey, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. AC is one of my good friends from Dallas. We are in seminary together and we both graduate in May. So Um, soon. (laughs) I know, I'm (laughs) pumped. So AC, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself before we start?
1: Okay. Well, Hey guys, my name is Anne Claire Cummings. Um, I do go by AC. Um, I am a worship leader and songwriter, and I also teach piano and violin in the Dallas area. And I am graduating with my media arts and worship degree from Dallas theological seminary here in a couple of months. And I'm really excited about it. Yes.
0: We're so pumped to graduate. We found yeah. out we were graduating together the other day and we were both like,
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> I love
0: it. AC has some exciting news that I cannot wait to share with you guys. She has newly released a new song called Be Praised, and it is phenomenal. Let me just tell you, I had the privilege of listening to it a little bit before it was actually released, and (laughs) I had chills the whole time. So if Uh, you have not heard it yet, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on all of the places for you to listen to, but I want her to tell you guys a little bit about it. So, AC... Fill us in. Tell us oh. all of the details about how God brought you to this point and how you have come to this point of finally being able to release your first song.
1: Wow. It's just, it's still just so crazy to hear that and be like, oh my goodness, like it's Hi. out. It's its here. It, oh, it's just so cool. But yeah. So the song is called Be Praise Salvation Song. And I guess I'll just tell you a little bit about it and then mm. I'll kind of go into just, um, just kind of how I got here. Yes. So yeah. Um, I started songwriting during my seminary experience here at DTS, and this song actually came out of um, a class on just the theology of salvation. And to this day, that was probably my favorite class at DTS. It was just amazing. And so we were just going through like all of the things that Jesus did for us on the cross, and it was amazing. And it just hit like everything of like redemption, like. Repetition, substitution, like all those huge things that Jesus did for us on the cross. And so um, it's really just about praising Jesus for who he is and what he did on the cross as fully God and fully man. And so um, I really wanted to capture one of the key verses in it is Hebrews 12. and I'm going to read it really quick. If that's OK. Um, just talking about let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And I just, I think we as Christians so often, um, we, we hear the crucifixion story and we hear endured the cross and it's just become numb to us. Like we hear passages like Isaiah 53, when it talks about like he's pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins. And we just, it loses its power a little bit. Um, cause we've just heard it so much. And so I really wanted to capture the depths of like what Jesus went through on the cross um, to save us and redeem us. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Well, I can tell you, you captured that perfectly the whole time I was listening to it for the first time. It like was bringing me to tears because it oh. really did. It made me like stop and really think like mm-hmm. his hands were pierced yeah. and his head was beaten and he yeah. endured all of that because he loved us. And exactly. I just think you captured that in such a like pure and beautiful mm-hmm. way and really made it to where it was. It's a song that makes you want to go sit at the foot of the cross. Oh. And so I love it and I know everyone else is going to love it. And I can't wait to just like, see ah. where God brings you from this point forward in that. Um So leading up to songwriting, I know yeah. you've been passionate about music and worship for a long time. So just kind of tell us how you got to this point. Like, when did you first start just loving songwriting and worship and like, take us through the journey that God brought you on to here?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I come from just a very musical family in general. I have a lot of worship leaders in my family and just a family that really loves Jesus. And, um, I started piano lessons when I was six, started singing really when I could speak, you know what I mean? Like I've just been around music my whole life. And, um, what was really special about taking piano for me as a kid was my piano teacher was also a pastor's wife and a worship leader herself and a kid's pastor. And so, um, she just from a very young age just poured into my life not only musically but just really taught me what it means to live a life of worship and so I just had that influence in my life from such a young age and I'm so thankful for that but that's really where my love for music I guess I really have never known what it's like to not love music and be around it and be around the worship world so um just really blessed by that but um Whenever I was in high school um, and kind of going through that whole like crisis moment that every high schooler was like, where am I going to go to college and like, what am I going to do the rest of my life? And I had no idea. And so me and my mentor just kind of sat down one day and I was actually going to go kind of more in the medical direction um, just because I also have a lot of medical stuff in my family as well. And so that was just kind of a default option for me. And she just sat me down and I think that she sensed, a calling for worship before I ever could mm-hmm. and so she just sat me down and she was like I think you should at least minor in music like why not just just give it a try and so I sat down and I started praying and thinking about it and I just was like you know what I can major in music and I just really felt the Lord lead me there even though it really didn't make sense because at mm-hmm. that time I had no idea how I can make a career out of music. You know, everybody's like, well, how are you going to make money? Like all these those questions and all that stuff. And I just knew that God was leading me to do it. And so I just did it. Right. Yeah. So I, um, auditioned for Auburn. I went to, I forgot to mention this. I went to Auburn university War Eagle. Woo. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot to mention that. <laughs> um, but I was in Auburn's music program and, just learned so much. And I was actually classically trained there, which was amazing. And then, um, yeah, but I still didn't really know what God was going to do with music. It was still just, okay. He called me to be faithful in this one moment. I obeyed and Mm -hmm. here we are. Right. And so I start going to a church in Auburn called Auburn Community Church and it's amazing, um, just so formative in my college years to be able to be plugged into the life of that church. And they um, had an internship program called Leadership Development uh, Program. And so it was one of those moments where like they announce it in the service and your stomach just kind of drops because you're like, I know God's about to ask me to do that. I'm terrified. You know what I mean? And you're just terrified and you're like, well, I'm not qualified for that. Like I went through all the list of like, well, God, I haven't even really served at ACC. Like I really haven't even like fully gotten plugged in yet. Like it was just all this stuff. I'm not qualified, whatever, whatever. And, but I still applied and just took a small step and got the internship and spent my entire senior year of college just in worship ministry. And so um, in the fall of my senior year, I just did keys for ACC and we had five services every Sunday. It was insane. So, so cool there. And then um, I had actually never told my worship pastor that I could sing because I was terrified. I was so scared to like sing in front of people in that way. And so I went home over Christmas break of that internship and kind of like I guess, like, started leading worship again, like, vocally, and I just felt the Lord be like, you need to audition for the vocal part of worship, too, and I was like, no, I don't want to, and just felt like that was something that I needed to do, and so I went back to Auburn in the spring, and I was like, hey, I really, I guess I can sing, like, can I audition for vocals, and then the next week I was leading worship. so um yeah so that's kind of where my heart for worship really solidified there yeah um and then i so i continued my internship with them um throughout the summer of my like after i graduated college and um i obviously ended up in dallas but that was not really where i wanted to be um i really wanted to either stay at acc work for them or um i wanted to move to atlanta because there was a couple of churches out there that i was really considering for like kind of a residency program type situation and honestly just long story short the doors just kind of shut um by god's sovereignty and Mm. all of that and so i kind of was like you know what um if i'm gonna be in worship ministry for the rest of my life i really need to know the bible like i really just felt the lord pressing that desire on my heart And so, through some closed doors, and in that desire to really dig into the Word, I moved to Dallas in 2019 and started my media arts and worship degree. When I came to DTS, I still did not have like a heart for songwriting. That wasn't even something that I considered an option for myself. Um, It was still just, you know what, get the word, uh, get the training in the Word, and be a worship leader, and that's it. Mm. And when I first started at DTS, I just kept feeling like the Lord was asking me to pray. Like, what do you want to say through me, God? What is it that I can bring to the worship world that you can speak and and start writing? So I did. And um, just really doubled down on learning songwriting and did some independent studies with um, an awesome songwriting professor here at DTS. And um, here we are releasing here we um, are, you know, a single, and then I'll have a full EP that's out sometime in the fall. So wow. it just was a twist and turn of events that I never could have seen coming. I had yeah. Yeah. No you know, wow.
0: Look, yeah. at God. Look at God. He's so cool. He's so faithful. Like he even is. like you said, even when you were like, I have no idea what I'm doing. No I don't idea. know where I'm going to college. I don't know what I'm majoring in. I don't know yeah. what the next step is. Why are these doors closing? What is a seminary? Like all
1: of these Literally, questions. What is seminary? I do not know. I remember being in our first systematic theology class and, yes. you know, I come from, you know, an SEC school, like no, no Bible training. And I'm like, what is theology? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's learn. I don't
0: know. Yeah. So- I relate to that. When God was like <laughs> seminary, I was like, excuse me? Isn't that like, that? that's not for me. What What are you talking about? (laughs) But he's so faithful to bring us exactly where we're supposed to be. So leading up to that, um, as you were going like step by step, as he brought you to your music degree and then to ACC and then to DTS, what were some of the times that you were like, all right, God, what are you doing?
1: I mean, I think there were so many points where yeah. I had no idea. I mean, and I didn't mention this, but I also majored in psychology at Auburn too. And so I actually initially kind of paired music with music therapy. And that's kind of why I chose those two majors. And then I thought for a little while I'd be in the, I actually applied to DTS for their counseling program. Um, Just in the beginning, I was like, I can't make money doing music. Like I can't make a, I didn't know that I could make a, I didn't know I could do worship with my life. You know what I mean? And so there were so many points where I would try to be like, no, that's not it. And then he'd be like, yes, it is. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yes. So many points.
0: Yeah. Throughout those steps, what were some things that helped you just remain faithful in that? Like, as you would think, I can't make money from this. This isn't reasonable. What were some things that either you did or just reminded yourself constantly of that you were like, okay, God, I can trust you in this.
1: You know, for me, um, it's really all about looking back at his faithfulness. You know, I would look back at, you know, and you never have the full the fullness of your story in any given moment. You can just know what you can look back on. You don't know what's coming. And so, you know, small steps of obedience builds your faith, you know? And so it would be like, okay, God, I'm so not qualified to be in this music program in general, but I got accepted. And Mm. so the fact that I got accepted would then propel me forward to say, you know what? I can take a bigger step of faith and I can do. And so it's kind of a progressive, like you learn how to trust God more when you take little risks for it. Mm. I guess that word (laughs) risks.
0: (laughs) No, I fully agree. It's every time I look back at God's faithfulness, whenever I am just either doubting or wondering or whatever, I'm like, okay, you brought me from there. So I know you're going to bring me through this and just being able to just continue to walk in his goodness and his faithfulness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. So in the songwriting process, how did you experience God differently in songwriting than just normal worship?
1: That is such a good question. Um, that I've really been wrestling a lot with even after writing and producing that one and starting work on the EP is just, I feel like as a songwriter, you have to study so much. It's Mm. like you're putting yourself in the story. So when I was writing the song, like I would watch little parts of the passion of the Christ and just, and feel it and just Mm. see it and be like, Jesus literally went through that for me and just allow myself to stay in that space and write, or even just like passages, like I mentioned, like Hebrews 12 or, you know, Isaiah 53, um, sitting with it and saying like, what does that word really mean? And so digging into the text, um, and kind of getting more of a fullness of what Jesus actually did for us on the cross, um, yeah, just digging through it is what I'm. I'm really learning is just so fruitful. And then out of that, the song almost comes easier because you've studied and you've and you've learned about it. And then your song, the song is just a response of worship. And so I just feel like I know God, I know Jesus better because I've written this song. Um, and like last week I was working on a song, and it's about God's loyal love, His hesed. And, um, just in studying for that, I'm like, God, like you love us so faithfully and you are so good. And so it's just, it's so cool to be able to take time and like dig in a little bit more than, you know, some people do. It's just really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool now even to, and I'm sure you feel the same way about this when you're in a worship service and like you hear, let's say living hope or whatever, and you've really taken time to study that and and go through it, it just, it just hits you differently. There's such a depth to it after you really study it. I don't know if you have that same experience, I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I mean, when you have the full understanding of the lyrics, even, I mean, there's times now that I've really studied God's word, that I'll be seeing one of my favorite worship songs that I've loved for years and bible verses will start popping out and I'm like that's where they got that this from and that's where they got this from and that's what this means and it's it's just a new push towards worship and I know for me that's why I love worship is it you get to experience the father in a way that you don't get to just like in the everyday when you're just sitting in worship so
1: yeah I agree 100% yeah I just think, man, worship is just our response Mm. to, it's, it's the only response, um, to a loving and gracious God that we have, you know? And so, um, worship to me looks like, you know, I feel like also too, worship can't just be constricted to music. Like worship is so many other things. Like we live, Um, I have a quote on my computer that I see a lot that's like on my home screen. And it's like, how is your life worship today? Like, how are you reflecting the goodness of the Lord in your life? And so I think worship just can't be limited to even music, but that's how I personally worship the Lord um, yeah. more fully than anything else, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's like how is your life reflecting worship today? Yeah. Like, how are you living in worship? Cause you're so right. I mean, yeah. for me, worship sometimes looks like just sitting, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just praying. And I mean, worship at the end of the day is just a celebration of who God is and his goodness. And so, yeah, I think sometimes we can get caught up in the lights and all of the pretty things and the, f- the feeling that you get from like a big worship experience. But it really is just, it's in those quiet times when you just like let your heart sit in awe of who God is. Those are my favorite times, even like in big services, some of my favorite moments are when like, it's just the guitar playing or like, they just take a moment and let it breathe. And you can just like feel the heartbeat in the room. That's just like in awe of who God is.
1: Exactly. What we've been talking about today just kind of reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite seminary professors, um, Dr. Allman. We were in class one day and he just started going off about like, we are not in a position where we know what the God of the universe is going to do with our lives. And so he talked about like not limiting God to like what you think are options for your life and like Mm -hmm. setting your sights higher than you could ever think of. Yeah. you know because and that also reminds me of Ephesians 3 when you know it's like he's able to do immeasurably more and so like why are we not praying prayers that are immeasurably more why are we not mm. setting our sights higher
0: yeah I don't know <laughs> oh no I love that so I know we talked before we pushed record about how like five years ago we would have yeah. never pictured ourselves where we are now no, and no. I think that just takes like small steps of obedience of like God, like you said, I don't, I have no idea what you're planning and I know it's
1: greater than like I could ever imagine. You don't have to have the full story to be, to say yes to the Lord. you know what I mean? Um, because I think sometimes, and me and one of my college best friends talk about this all the time. Um, cause she's now like in DC doing law school and like I'm in Dallas, you know, doing music and stuff like that. And we just talk about like If we had known five years ago what God would actually call us to, would we have said yes? It Mm. probably would have been too scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so we, at any point, I just don't think you know what's around the corner. And it's like, it's kind of exciting to just think my small yes, like the little tiny bit that I have, like if you just give it to the Lord, he just does something so immeasurably more with it at any point in your life you know?
0: Yeah. You never know what roots are going to come out of that. Like, how is he going to take you deeper in trust and in faith to him when you just say yes to, okay, God, like, I don't know what you're doing with this next step, but we're going to take it and we're going to trust that you're going to hold us up.
1: Exactly. Um, And yeah, I just, our our pastor at ACC used to talk about like, God is going to give you enough clarity to take the next step. But he's not going to give you the full picture because that would require no faith. Like, I think um, these small steps just build your faith in a way that you can't see in the moment Um, because you're just simply acting. You're just simply saying a yes. But then along the way, God builds a faith in you that is firmly rooted in a foundation that is Jesus, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. 100%. I mean, We're it's a, it's like all building blocks. We're never going to be like, I was not as strong in my faith a year ago as I am now. No. And I hope that a year from now I'm stronger than I am now, because every time, every season that you go through is meant to be a renewing and through sanctification, like that big word of being made more in the image of Christ each and every day. And that's only done through steps of obedience and small yeses and big trust.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely a reframing process because I mean, one of God's ultimate goals for our life is obviously for us to be made more like Christ. And so that's just a huge reframing too. Like I've, I've learned so much about my own sin in seminary and just how Like awful I really am and how all of humanity really is. And then you learn more about just as you learn more about your sin and you learn more about God's grace. There's just this fullness to what Jesus really accomplished for us on the cross. And it's just so sweet.
0: Yeah. And I think that plays into your song, Be Praised. And take us through, I would love to walk through that song a little bit, like some of the lyrics and just what they mean and the depth that you went into as you were writing
1: oh my gosh I would love to let me like flip them let me like flip open to grab them really quick yes me forget smile on lyrics to my song <laughs> you know people do that mm-hmm. they're just like I wrote it but I can't really
0: I was watching a video of Hilary Duff the other day and they were playing one of her like old songs from Disney I guess is what she was on and yeah. she was listening to it and she was like I don't remember this at all. It's like, what? They
1: just like went out, left her mind. It's so funny. Um, okay, now I'm ready. Okay. Um. So kind of the verses talk about, I'm just going to read it if that's okay. Yeah. Um, the same hands that crafted all creation, pierced and pounded, nailed to the cross. The same voice that stilled the wind and waters, cried in anguish, it is finished. And so what I really wanted to do with the verses was... Um, kind of depict Jesus as who he is as fully God, but fully human. And so the fully God side of him is like, his hands literally crafted all creation. He was, you know what I mean? And um, those same hands were literally like um, nailed to a cross. And it's just, we don't really think about that sometimes. We don't think about the gravity of that. Jesus chose that as God. Um, And then like, you know, his voice can calm the waters that he created, but his voice is crying out. And um, I don't know. I just thought that was really, it, its it really spoke to me personally, just thinking about um, fully God, fully man, but still choosing such a horrible, horrible death for us. Yeah. His, like, also, this is a side note. I feel like we we don't fully understand how awful the cross was. I was reading a ton of articles for like in study for this that just talked about like, um, kind of from a medical perspective, like what the cross would have looked like, you know, the loss of blood, the, the wounds, just like how bad it was. And so I really wanted to depict like his death was not just, Jesus died on the cross. And that's great. It, it's like, it was so serious. It was the worst, worst form of death that you could die. Um, but then that same blood like cleanses us from our sin. And it's just so, so beautiful to think about that.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is beautiful. And I love how you are juxtaposing the two, because I do think a lot of times we either think of one or the other. We think of like the Godhead or we think of the man, Mm -hmm. but we have to remember that it is God who came to earth in the form of man. And that, that is why we worship. Like we worship because the God who created the universe is the same God who died for the universe and died for his people. And I love that. I love the lyrics that you have created and just, the space that you have given to people to be able to go to Jesus and to recognize like who he is in totality. And I just think that's beautiful.
1: And uh, I'm so excited for you. I just, I I get so tickled every time I think about it. Uh, It's still, it just does not feel real. I don't know when it'll feel real. Like I have no idea. It probably never will, but it's just like, um, we all have to like, use our gifts to tell the story of of the Lord. And, you know, you doing this podcast, same thing. It's like, you're using your giftings to show Jesus to other people. And so this is just a way that I can do that with my gifts. But like, we just, I would love to encourage anyone listening to the podcast, like use your gifting and use what the Lord's given you and whatever platform that you have, like you use that for the kingdom because he's using your story in a way that he can't use my story in your own context. So I would just love to encourage people listening. Like it doesn't have to be like some, you know, Spotify single or even a podcast. Like it can be. It can look a lot different in your context. So just be encouraged in that too.
0: Yeah. So as we kind of just wrap up, um, what is something that you would just like to share with people who are kind of walking through the same thing, whether it's song songwriting or trying to figure out their passions or in a season of waiting?
1: I think the thing that I would say the most is just say yes to God. Like, I know that sounds so simple and you're like, duh, but, you know, at any moment, I guess you can choose to say no. Like you can say, you know what? I'm too afraid. I'm too small. I'm too insignificant. I'm too inadequate. And what I want to say to that is, um, God is just bigger than that. And so I would just really love to tell people like, say yes, when, when God's telling you to jump off the cliff and you are so afraid, like do it because he's got you and you do not know the full story. And the Lord is weaving a story with your life that you can never see coming. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just feel like as I've gotten to, and I mean, I'm, I'm just starting out. Like, I feel like I'm at the end of the road. You know what I mean? No, I'm not. But just like when you get to kind of the end of a, of a season, you look back and you just see God's goodness. And so just say yes in those moments when you're really afraid and you just don't think you can do it. Take the risk. In the process of like following your dreams and mm-hmm.
0: becoming a songwriter and being a worship leader, mm-hmm. what were some things that kept you grounded in God's word and focused on him throughout like the process. Cause I think it's really easy to see our dreams and see them kind of coming into fruition and we just start running.
1: Yeah. And I'm very guilty of that. Like I just go full, like full force into things. Um, I think it's this prayer, um, of just dependence. Like it's just this realization that um, that we can literally do nothing without the Lord. And, um, yeah, I think that when you are in ministry or you're creating your songwriting, you're doing whatever you're doing, like you have to have an awareness that you do nothing without the Holy spirit. You do nothing without the leading of, of the Lord. And of course we all mess up and we don't do that perfectly, but, um, is it John 10 or John, what am I trying to say? Wait, let me pause. (laughs) I feel like I should read a scripture right here.
0: Yes. We love that.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. It's, good. <laughs> it's John 15. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So, you know, I think of John 15 when it talks about like, without me, you can do nothing. And so I think, being rooted in God's word is just this realization that we are so broken and we are so messed up and we need Jesus every breath that we breathe and so I think when you have that realization you don't want to miss your time with the Lord in the morning or whenever you have it like you just don't want to miss it because you know you can't do anything without it yeah oh
0: I love that that was such a good answer (laughs) all right well thank you so much for joining me today i loved every second of our conversation i love your heart i am so excited um, for all of the songs that are coming in the future i cannot wait i'll be your number one spotify Uh, listener just give me
1: your number one podcast (laughs) listener
0: (laughs) wait until our 2022 spotify wrapped you will see our names on the list (laughs) i love it i
1: love it well thank you so much for having me on it was such an honor and a privilege to be able to do this today
0: Well, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Journey Promises podcast. If you're listening via YouTube, be sure to give the thumbs up, subscribe, and comment below what your favorite part of our conversation this week was. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, be sure to subscribe, but also rate, review, and comment so that other people can eventually find Journey Promises and hopefully be encouraged by the same things you were. And be sure to share this with your circle. We want as many people as possible to be able to grow in their faith, to borrow faith, and to eventually learn how to share their faith with others. And never forget Psalm twenty seven thirteen to always desire to see the goodness of God in the lives of those around you. I hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next week.